Our scripture today is from Joel the second, 23 through 32. Uh, you'll find that on the front of your bulletin, on the screen, uh, in your uh, Bible, your pew Bible on page eight, 848. Yeah. Joel the second, 23 through 32. God's response and promise. O children of Zion, be glad and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given the early rain for your vindication. He has poured down for you abundant rain, the early and the later rain, as before. The threshing floors shall be full of grain, the vats shall overflow with wine and oil. I will repay you for the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the hopper, the destroyer, and the cutter, my great army, which I sent against you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never again be put to shame. You shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and that I, the Lord, am your God, and there is no other, and my people shall never again be put to shame. God's Spirit poured out. Then afterward, I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female slaves, in those days, I will pour out my spirit. I will show portents in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and columns of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, there shall be those who escape, as the Lord has said, and among the survivors shall be those whom the Lord calls. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Amen. Increase your word in our hearts, O Lord, so that we might go forth in your grace and your love, challenged by these words to live a godly life. In Jesus' name, amen. How many of you are teachers? Raise your hand. Well, I'm going to join your ranks today. All of you are some of the biggest sinners I've ever known because every year you sinned whenever you brought out one of those pop quizzes. Nobody likes pop quizzes. They are despised by students all over the globe and through all time, I swear. When Plato pulled out a pop quiz, even his students moaned. Even worse, my pop quiz has one purpose, to test the maturity of your faith. So let's get to it. 
Have you ever thanked God for a traffic jam? Have you ever thanked God for a hundred people checking out and there's only two registers open and one is for ten items or less and the other is self-checkout? Have you ever thanked God for a lost job, for getting downsized, for getting fired? Have you ever thanked God for a time when you were rejected, when you felt hopeless or alone or desperate, even despised? Have you ever thanked God for painful times in your life when you were expecting roses and all you got were the thorns? You see, it is fair, I think, to say that is what the book of Joel is all about. Joel is so negative so full of gloom and doom, judgment. But Joel is also filled with hope and the promise of God to restore every loss. Anybody here ever known loss? All of us. Of course, all of us. So negative and so hopeful at the same time, like the young paratrooper. This one's for you, Parker, on your birthday. It's all you're going to get from me, so enjoy it. A paratrooper who was learning to jump and was given these instructions. First, jump when you are told. Second, count to ten and pull the ripcord. Third, in the unlikely event that it doesn't open, pull the second chute open. And fourth, when you get to ground, a truck will take you back to base. Well, Parker, the plane got to altitude. The light turned green, and a young paratrooper jumped when he was told. He counted to ten and pulled the cord, but the chute failed to open. He pulled the cord for the second chute, and it also failed to open. Oh, great, he said. When I get down, I suppose the truck won't be there either. (laughs) Happy birthday, Parker. So negative, but also so obviously filled with hope. That's Joel. When you and I have a bug problem, we might be talking about roaches, or silverfish, or termites. When something doesn't work right, we say there are bugs that need to be worked out. Some people make a living debugging computers. If we're upset, we say something is bugging us. So-and-so isn't in church. They must have picked up a bug. 
Here's a bug problem for you. So many millions of locusts are invading our nation that the sun is completely blotted out. As far as the eye can see, there is nothing green. People are starving. Livestock dying. The economy is gone. There is not one. The food supply is gone. And with no fruit or grain or healthy animals, they had no sacrifices to offer God in the temple. And temple worship all surrounded or it was based upon a sacrifice of some sort. Animal sacrifices were their worship. Now the priests had no ministry to perform, and all the children of God had to be thinking, has God left us? Is God not, not with us anymore? Is God not hearing us? Maybe you know what that feels like, to be in a situation like that. The bug problem was eating their very souls. Recession, unemployment, people without money for groceries or rent or medicine, ozone layer, toxic waste, cancer, marriages falling apart, Cub Scout aged children with semi-automatic weapons. And that's just what you get turning on the news for one night. And you immediately wish you hadn't. But into all the hurt and problems, Joel brings good news. Joel reminds us that the pain is real, but so is God. We have one of the best stories in the world. So many stories end with, and they lived happily ever after. Our story begins there. Our story begins with, and they lived happily ever after. I will repay you for the years that the swarming locusts have eaten. The hopper, the destroyer, and the cutter, different kinds of locusts. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and prove the name of the Lord. Not just praise the name of the Lord, but prove the name. Whatever is broken in our lives, God says, I will restore. Peter toiled all night, back-breaking labor, and didn't catch even one little fish. Jesus comes along, who's not a fisherman, who's a rabbi, who's just wandering on the beach, and he tells these professional fishermen, just cast your nets on the other side. Hmm. Peter's been up all night. Have you ever gone net fishing 
It'll exhaust you. He's wore out. He's still got to clean these nets that haven't caught anything. And I, I, I love an interpretation of Scripture that says, but because it's you, Jesus, I cannot tell you how many times I've said that to myself in my life. I really don't feel like forgiving right now, Lord, but because it's you asking me, I hope I'm not the only one who walks that way. You know, sometimes even pastors need an extra boost from God saying, for me, Steve, for me. And that's what Peter does. He says, it's you, for you I will do it. And we all know what happens. He catches a catch of fish, the likes of which he's never seen in a lifetime of fishing. The pain is real, but so is God. Job lost everything, and Job gained the world. Just yesterday, we placed the cremains of our brother Bill Click in this church's prayer garden. It all seemed so permanent. A person is removed from our lives. There is a hole in our hearts that cannot be filled and will not go away. There is such loneliness with it all, and it is so hard. But then comes the cross, the empty tomb, and then comes eternity with the Lord, our God, and the great Banquet feast, no tears, no pain. I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten. You shall eat in plenty. You shall be filled. And you will praise the name of the Lord. The pain is real. But so is God. It's a whole new attitude to life. It is a whole new way of experiencing and living life. I will endure now. I can endure now. Because God is still in charge and God will repay. A traffic jam becomes extra time to spend with someone you love. You can't go anywhere. So use that time well. God's in charge. Two checkout lines become a chance to make new friends and talk about your faith. My goodness, if only two lines are open, and Sissy happens to be in one of those lines, she's going to have new best friends within five minutes. They're all going to be invited to her house for a meal. They're all going to make plans to go on vacation together, and they're all going to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ before it's over. Because that's an opportunity. 
a lost job turns into new plans and paths and purposes. You don't ask yourself just, what did I do wrong? You ask yourself, what is God about to do now? Rejection becomes compassion because the pain is real. But so is God. We, we focus on one, but we've got to focus on the other as well. The pain is real, but so is God. And when those painful times come, so does God, who says, you ain't seen nothing yet. Amen.